0: Happy New Year again from me, over half I'd say are away this morning, so be praying for people as they shift around, visiting family and friends or are just unable to start the year with us, let's pray for them diligently through the day and week. I'm nervous about preaching this one, um, because it's some of the best uh, verses, maybe in the top five verses in the Bible, does that get a nod, it's a good one isn't it, someone's nodding. Um, and they're also special to me, Um, so I won't do them justice, but I'll tell you what I think they mean, and why they're special to me, this year I've had the privilege, as I always do, of having people in my front room, and we just talk about the things of the Lord, and I uh, met someone halfway through this year, And some of the best fellowship I've had is is with this person because we've seen something of the goodness of God and we've seen by His miraculous kindness to say no to sin and yes to the Lord and His ways. Just bring the best life. A difficult life and your suffering often increases but there's just something glorious when you see how trustworthy He is. I was watching on YouTube yesterday um, the annual yacht Um, like festival in Monte Carlo in France and 20 million pound yachts and people like living for that and I was like I'd rather sit in my front room um, and just talk about things of God with people that's where I'm at I've just seen I don't want a yacht and yachts are all right but I'd rather if it's at the expense of spending a year towards something I don't want the yacht I want God's people and to see his glory. And my friend has seen this in his life. And um, so we said to each other a couple of weeks ago. Right. Our verse for this year is Micah 6.8. Because we believe it. We do. Let's live it this year. He has shown you O oh man what is good. What does the Lord require of you in 2023? To act justly. To love mercy. And to walk humbly with your God. And what a verse that would be for Park End uh, this year. Friends, this is what the Lord requires of everybody listening this year. If you're going to aim for something, it's this. Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with the living God. What are your aspirations for this year? Is there a clash with that one? Because if there is a clash, something has to go. And you will be worse off if at the end of the year you look healthier, you've earned a bit more money, you've got your grades and you've got more toys, but you'll be worse off if you've got that and you haven't walked humbly with the Lord. Like the call this morning is to trust. Do we trust the Lord that much that we'll be worse off if we don't pursue this glorious verse this year? Um... Any, you could offer, a Christian that believes this, you could offer them any salary, any addiction on tap, any like worldly joy this year, buzz high, and they'll go, no, don't want it, if it's at the expense of walking humbly with my God, he's that good, I've tasted it, I've seen it, Um, and I'm not sure even if, on our to-do list this year, this one's too high, And it should be. It should be, number one, verses like this, to walk with the living God. It's what we're made for. Nothing will touch the sides of our lives because we're made to know God. Nothing else will do it other than walking with the Lord. Now then, if someone wrote Park End a letter, um, like a health coach or a life coach, do you remember the good one when I was growing up, Mr. Motivator in the mornings? Do you remember him? He was good, wasn't he? Well, if he wrote us, if he wrote us a letter, Dear Park End Church, this is how you'll gain eternal life. Um, this year, eat three eggs a day, a veggie burger at lunch, take some zinc and potassium, have a shot of whiskey for brunch, and um, do 10,000 steps a day, and you will gain eternal life. We'd all be like, oh, I'm putting that at top. That's going top. And, uh, but... Can we do one better than Mr. Motivator? What if the living God wrote a letter to Park End Church? And not just one, actually like 66. And this is for Park End Church because verse 8 says this, He has shown you. So this this is for you. He, the living God, has shown you Park End, and he knows best, better than Mr. Motivator, If you can conceive of such a thing, this, and he has shown you through the history of church, the prophets and Moses and Abraham and church family, he has shown you something. And now it's time to believe it this year in 2023. Um, Did you have, as you look back over the years now, did you used to have a parent or a teacher um, or an inspirer who used to like try and discipline you for your good... And you never saw it at the time, but now you do. Do you ever look back and go, oh, they, they did want the best for me. Did you ever have that? I'll just have a sip a minute, excuse me. Um, like verse 9, listen, the Lord is calling to you. <clears throat> the Lord is calling. Um, I was saying to someone the other day, ah, my mum. she always used to say to me, don't give up the piano, and don't give up the tenor horn. You'll regret it, and I gave up the piano, and I gave up the tenor horn, and now I say to my boys, don't give this up. Um, don't give the guitar up now. You'll regret it when you're older. I regret it, and they're not going to believe me, are they? Because we never believe it until we look back. Um, well, here the Lord is giving us a lesson, and we'll regret it when we get to 2024 20, if he keeps us. He's telling us, this is good for you. Don't get to 24 and think, ah, oh, I've blown another year where I haven't fully given my life to the Lord and His ways. Now, this might be, sound a bit dramatic. Maybe it is. But at the moment, I just feel like death is everywhere and frailty is everywhere. I don't know if anybody else has shared that. The last half of the year, like, so we should be asking, like, what is the safe path as frailty presses in on my life? Um... Like, I'm surrounded at the moment by so much unexpected death by previously incredibly healthy people, just suddenly taken. In the latter half of last year, I was at a funeral a couple of days ago. Um, this person went in for a checkup, and in the hospital, after having an injection, he, to do with something else, just a routine injection, said, I don't feel very well. And he just dropped dead, just like that. And then I was playing a game with some family over Christmas and they informed us that someone else in their 50s has just got a diagnosis and doesn't have long to live. And it just seems to be that frailty at the moment is pressing in. I texted my sisters um, yesterday. I I said, I feel like everything that I've known is being shaken. Do you feel that? Like just the principles that we used to know growing up. Everything's odd and frail and upside down, and the people are going, moving on, and like ideals and ideas are being replaced by confusion. And so with upcoming difficulties in 2024, with the brevity of life ever before us, it's like, what can I do to spend my life well this year if he preserves me? Well, he has shown you, O oh man, O oh mortal, what is good And what does the Lord require of you in all of that stuff going on outside and within to act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? That is his safe and secure path whilst everything else gets shaken. I don't know if you know this, but while Micah was writing this one, there was a man in charge called King Ahaz. And he was the king of Judah in the 8th century BC, um, and he was super religious. And if he started the new year, he'd be like, right, what have I got to do to get like, inner peace this year? And I'll, I'll please the gods, and if I'm alright with them, I'll be alright, I'll be utterly fulfilled. And um, so he, this is what he did to start his new year, if we could put it like this. In two Kings sixteen, at the time now, Micah's writing all this stuff. He it says he saw an altar in a pagan temple while he was visiting Damascus, and he liked it. So he wrote down, he jotted down the plans, and sent it back to um, Uriah the high priest, and said, "Right, make me one of those altars, one of these pagan altars." And then he started sacrificing things, like to get right with the gods, and in. It's like if you walk past a golf shop and you're like, right, I'm going to give my life to golf this year. Nothing and that will be, I'll be finally satisfied if I can just like get the nine iron this year. And some people are going to give their whole lives to playing golf this year on a quest for like the high life. I'm not knocking golf. I'm knocking people that think it will bring the high life. And a has walked past like a pagan temple. And was like, right, I'll give that a go for 2023 or 8 BC. I'll give this one a go. And in 2 Kings 16, he then did something like, which actually isn't too far beyond what people are capable of now. And he sacrificed his own son on these altars, like, burned his own child. Um, It's like, and it says, because he was following the detestable ways of darkness. Why does he do that? Because people are obsessed with, like, getting peace. Getting it somewhere, the golf shop, the pagan gods. And people always think, right, this year I have got to pay a price to earn the high life and to live. My blood has to be shed in my diet or my hobby or my money or to the gods. I'm going to give my own flesh and blood this year and then I will live in 2023. I mean, what is it for you? What's the highest dream that you're capable of thinking of this year? Um, At the moment, my wife's away. She went away yesterday. I'm joining her, God willing, soon. And so I had yesterday to myself. Um, I was on my own with the dogs in the house. I'm like, right, what shall I do to see off the year? So I did what everybody, I assume, did. And I watched Popeye from 1981 with Robin Williams. Did anyone else do that? You didn't? Oh. And um, the other thing I did to see off the year um, was I watched an interview of an actor called Shia LaBeouf. Or Shia LaBeouf. And um, I watch his stuff because he's my age. And we're sort of living life, not together, but at the same time. He doesn't know who I am. And um, anyway, he's had some, I think he's become a Christian He's had a very up and down life. And someone interviewed him recently, and honestly, it's one of the best interviews I've ever seen, because he, get, he goes into the buzzes that he tried to get in his life before he had a spiritual experience. And he very articulately said the difference between like the high, the almost, the Ahaz type golf stuff, and the real thing. And he gave a very, like, pertinent difference. So he said this in this interview. Um, this and was, This was his life when he was chasing stuff year by year. He said, my only purpose was acting. Oh, he's an actor, by the way, if you don't know who he is. My only purpose was acting. He said, I'm going to be good at this thing because it's all I have. And then he goes this. Then he says this. I would feel anxiety in my life. Depression in my life and excitement in my life. And I thought excitement was joy. And I thought lack of depression, those little windows where I wasn't utterly depressed, was serenity. And I thought, and other than smoking weed and drinking, the only other spiritual, like highs I would feel was when I was on set acting. It was the only time I felt useful, he said. Then he said this, but really I was bankrupt spiritually. I just had like emotions and was trying to tap into them year by year, and enhance them with drugs. That's King Ahaz. What can I do to feel fulfilled and get right with the gods to have a spirit experience? I'm going to give my son, I'm going to go that far. And into that, Micah, now you know the context, answers this question. What does the Lord require of you, King Ahaz, and you spirit wanderers looking for the high life? Like, what's the truth? Where are we designed to go? Because Israel is going down this false man-made religion stuff and they're killing their own children. And he writes this. Here it is again. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burned offerings? Like shall I give him my diet and my vegetables? What does he want? Shall I give him 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for all the things I've done wrong? Shall I offer him my body? What is it? It's like Sheila Buff? I'll give him my acting and then I'll live. Grades. Sports, alcohol, being nice. What can atone for me and make me count this year? He has shown you, O man, what is good. This is what the Lord requires of you. Shia LaBeouf, Ahaz, Park End Church members. To act justly and to love mercy. And to walk humbly with your God. So... This is what the Lord is saying, everybody. Live for the living God and do it with Jesus right smack in the middle. Otherwise, you can't do it. Your life will be maxed out when you live with Jesus right smack in the middle. You're like, it doesn't say that. Jesus doesn't get a mention. Ah, I'm glad you noticed that. Because he does. Ladies and gentlemen, there has never been a time in history where humans flourish without Jesus. Right, smack in their middle. Right, listen to this. During the time of King Ahaz, here's a trivia quiz if they ever do it in your pub quizzes. During the reign of King Ahaz, there was never a time where the prophecies of Jesus, his coming at Christmas... His incarnation was mentioned more. In world history, there's never been a time where Jesus has been mentioned more, His coming and His incarnation, than during the time of Ahaz. Right? Listen to this. Micah 5 verse 2. So, same book. Micah 5 verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out from you will come... One who will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old and ancient times. So Ahaz is like, oh, there's one coming who's the ruler, and I can place my life in his hands, and I'll be all right. Not only that, Park End, Isaiah preached at the time of King Ahaz with all of these attempts to find life without Christ. Here's what Isaiah wrote around the same time. You might know this, is Isaiah chapter 7. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Now listen to this. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of God also? Therefore, as you ask how to live, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call His name? Emmanuel. Two prophets sent to this king in the height of misplaced aspirations and hobbies and spiritual virtues... Of self-improvement right on the pagan altars, two cent. And the message is this you don't have to work your way up this year. I'm coming to you. Trust in the God who comes down to your levels. You don't need to shed your own blood. Read Isaiah chapter 53, Ahaz. There's one coming who's gonna put all your wrongs to right. You don't have to do it yourself. In the middle of your aspirations, you need this Messiah. Trust in Him. I will come down to you. Your death will be His death. Your resurrection will be based on His resurrection. So it's the same now, then, and forever will be. We need the Lord as we walk in mercy and justness. We need the Lord right in the middle of it. And not just any Lord. Jesus, and so the last part is this, how do we act justly with Jesus in view this year? It's funny, some people say to me, oh, God doesn't love me, he's not kind to me, he wasn't kind to me last year, he doesn't give me what I deserve, he's not just, he's not fair, I deserve more, and I'm thinking, yeah, you do deserve more but not in the way that you are thinking. Imagine if the Lord was actually fair and just in that way and gave us what we really deserve. I'm a minister. I can't put my socks on without sinning. He's given me a wonderful wife. I mistreat her. Like if the Lord was just to me, I'm cooked. I'm finished. Last year, He should have wiped me out every single day. But here's the thing with Jesus in view you get a different view of justice. I'm like, I hope God doesn't deal with me as I deserve and isn't just like that. But then you look at Jesus. It's like, where does the view of God with Jesus at the center take your idea of justice? You end up like this, not thinking like this to people. Oh, I'm gonna give you what, I, what you deserve. I'm holding a grudge and in 2023, you've had it. Like Park End, I might sit next to you in the pew, but I'm going to be just. And you're going to have it. It's like that is the opposite of Micah's message when he tells us to walk in the justness of God. See, the living God's justice actually does this when Jesus is in view, which Ahaz should have seen. It grants forgiveness, sonship, grace upon those who don't Deserve it. He offers kindness to the hopeless. He sets the prisoners free. Because we've tasted it ourselves. We offer it to others. That's being just with the Lord Jesus Christ in view. Do you need to forgive someone this year? To love mercy with Jesus in view. Which is what Micah was pushing Ahaz to have. I tell you, there's a verse in a couple of... Chapters later it says he's cast my sins into the sea. He's shown me mercy. That's my story. I've done wrong. He's forgiven me. My death is swallowed up in his victory. My sins are in in the sea. Every morning his mercies are new upon my life. I've tasted it. Jesus has shown me mercy. And I'm passing it on to others this year. I tried to describe to my sister the other day the glories of the white Toblerone bar, because she's never had one. I was like, it's like a massive hunk of quite dangerous triangle. It's not a good start. Like, you can break your teeth on a Toblerone bar. She's like, right, what's in it? I was like, "Mm, I think it's nougat, that like not very nice stuff. But when it's in the bar... There are no glories like the white Toblerone bar. It's better than the dark Toblerone bar and that weird Christmas edition of the Toblerone bar that they brought out. She was like, she was like this. It doesn't sound good. It sounds dangerous. It's got nougat in it or whatever you call it. And I, in the end, I was like, you just got to taste it. Then you'll tell others to taste the white Toblerone bar. He's shown me mercy. I'm going to tell others this year. My sins are in the sea. I'm going to walk in the mercy of God this year. I'm not going to hold anybody's sins against them. Because the Lord doesn't hold my sins against me. He's shown me mercy. This other Shia LaBeouf interview. He goes like this. I was with a woman. I cheated on her. I let her down. I hurt her more than anybody. Two years went by. We didn't speak. I became an alcoholic. I had to go into rehab. He said, I was in rehab a few months ago. He said, every Saturday night, there's family time in rehab, where all the other people in rehab, their families come on the screen and say hello. He said, nobody ever came on the screen for me. His, wife, his uh, partner's name was Mia. That's the woman that he hurt, Mia. He goes, three weeks went by, nobody showed up on the screen for me. I've hurt everybody too much. So I said to my therapist, I'm not going to family time anymore. It's just a reminder of all the things I've done against other people. And the therapist goes, I think you'll want to go this week. And he's like, no, I'm not going. He goes, right, just try it one more time. And then as he's recalling this, tears start coming in his eyes. I'm thinking, I think I know where this is going. He goes, he got there on the Saturday, and the screen came on, and he looked up, who was on the screen? Mia. And he just broke down in tears, and and he goes, Mia was on the screen for me. He said, I don't deserve it. She was on the screen for me. And not only was she on the screen for me, she smiled and said, Hi, Shia. Of course, he's in bits now. And he goes, Mia, do you know what I've done? Do you know what I've been accused of? And you're now going to be tied to me? See, we Christians, according to Lamentations 3, we say this is mercies. are new every morning, every morning, Jesus is on the screen for me. Do you believe that? Did you pinch yourself this morning when you woke up and say, I'm a child of God. My sins are forgiven. My future, my body, as death and decay creep in, I'm secure. I'm safe because I've tasted the mercies of the Lord Jesus who died on Calvary and has risen for me. He's on the screen for me. You should have seen what I thought last night against other people. Yet this morning, He was on the screen For me, I'm frightened. But He's on the screen for me. He's my merciful friend. I've sinned a hundred times today. He's still on the screen for me. His mercies are new each morning. And this year, I'm going to walk in the light of this merciful God. And I tell you what, I'm humbled. I'm humbled by my best friend, the Lord Jesus Christ. I close with this thought about walking humbly. No one Stands next to the Grand Canyon and goes, "Hey, aren't I impressive?" Doesn't happen. They don't do it. You might stand like next to an ant and go, "Aren't I impressive?" Impressive. You don't stand next to the Grand Canyon. Now, A has would do anything to experience spirituality, except it seems trust in the promised Messiah and receive His forgiveness and bow the knee. To him. So Ahaz never stood next to Jesus. So Ahaz lived his life saying, Aren't I impressive? He didn't walk humbly with his God. But the life of humility in 2023 starts and ends here, where we all say, Right now, we're not the big man in the house. Jesus is. And in an age where death is pressing in and confusion abounds, the humble statement which will turn Cardiff around is this. My life is in your hands, O Lord, and I walk with you. I cannot save my body. I cannot save my brain. I cannot secure next week. I cannot look after my body and my future. And so I humbly bring it to you and I say I walk with you and my times are in your hands. 2023 is your reign. It's your train. And it's a big relief for me to say I am walking humbly with my God. His blood has been spilled. I don't need to. My future is secure. Ladies and gentlemen, how many more years will go by where we don't fully trust In the Lord God. May it not be 2023. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.